Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. That's a very cool place that runs 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs. You can do anything here from electrical trades to aesthetics to hairstyling. You can bake. You can build. You can repair cars. Oh my gosh, this is a kid's dream. Or a young man's dream, or a young woman's dream, or a young person's dream. This is a great place to go. People choose this space right out of high school in the Louisville School Division or other divisions because they're often thinking of possibilities for themselves. They're thinking about, what else can I do in my life? I've been doing the high school gig for a long time, and I need to explore something else. I need to test myself. I need to gauge my skills. I need to think about where else could my best self lie. And... They often come here. We have two such students in the broadcast media program, which is one of those programs I happen to think it's the gem of all the programs in the history of ATC. And we have two co-hosts. One is Caitlin Middlestad. How are you, Caitlin? I'm good. How are you? I'm super good. And I was watching. You have an NHL relation. Yeah. Who is that? Well, I saw him get two assists the other day. Casey really? Middlestad. Well, we believe because I know my family... Uh, I think reached out to him and asked about it, and I'm pretty sure they said there's a relation there of some sort. So, so you believe? You yeah. see, you've never had him over for Christmas dinner. No, and, no. You know, served him chocolate pucks or things. No, <laughs> but like, I think my last name's pretty rare, especially the spelling. Because most of the time it's M I D D instead of M I T T. That's the more common oh. one. So that's why we were like. That's well, like I'm going to give unique. you a small challenge. I want you to bring him as a guest on the podcast. Mm. For sure. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, and after that, Taylor Swift. Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I know so her. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, we, we all know her mm -hmm. in her own way. We're besties. I feel like I've broken up with her. Yeah. Because oh. I, I live vicariously Did through her Did she make songs. a song? Yeah. I live vicariously. Well, I think her songs, I think that's happened to me about eight or nine times. So, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on that's the other sad. end being shunned. Anyway, our other co-host is Caden Sidler. Yeah. The Siddler. <laughs> He's hesitant. I'm, I'm good. How are, how are you? <laughs> good. I woke so, up at 6 a.m. today. 6 a.m.? Yeah. Why is that? Oh. I don't know. Radio. I, don't know. I woke up at 6 as well because I have radio at 7.30. Oh. I have to be at school at 7.30. This is what this program teaches you. It teaches a little, a little responsibility. Yeah. Who in high school gets up at 6 o'clock? Not Crazy. me. And you know, in this day, we have something going on at the Louisville Arts and Tech Center called the Career and Post-Secondary Symposium called CAPS. And that's where there'll be 40 industry professionals and 25 post-secondary institutions and some job boards and some interviews, uh, workshops with RBC. Very busy place tonight at, our, at the Blue Real Arts and Tech Center because we care about career exploration. So that's pretty interesting. Good for you guys. And of course, have I told you about our butterfly? The, the one you're... Uh, the one we're oh, raising. We're yeah. raising the yes. butterfly? Yeah, and so I just, I had breakfast with it this morning, Aww. and it was, uh, I, I'm not sure how much longer it has, but it sure has eaten up its its juice. Can you bring it here for I the visit? I can't bring it here cage? because it's... Put it in a little, like, you know those little butterfly cages they have? Well... At Dollarama? <laughs> bring it here. <laughs> bring a Dollarama cage. It's risky. Yes. We have to take it outside in that cold. I think it'll... Uh, no. 
it'll shrivel up. It. It'll shrivel up. So that's what you'd like to see. You'd like to see the no. end of the butterfly. Anyway, no. very good. I'll bring you a picture. How about that? Yeah. I'll bring you yeah. pictures next time. Spectacular. Hey, we got a great guest today. This is season seven, episode eight in this season. This is number 82 in the long, long stretching continuum of podcasts. And of course, we're all about the story, right? The adventure, the story of careers. And we have a great person to share some of her story so far. And I love when we get a person like this because a person who is thinking about what's the next step for me? What's the next path? And she's tried a number of things. And of course, I'm talking about Rochelle Lata, a 2019 Nelson McIntyre Collegiate grad. Rochelle, how are you? I'm good. I'm a bit nervous because I'm being described as great. I hope I can live up to that <laughs> that description. Okay, the very mediocre Rochelle oh, Blada. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, now, I, I worked with I worked with Rochelle. I was at Nelson Mac um, in 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 the building there as, as a teacher, and we used to run a junior achievement. We still do a junior achievement program, and uh, Rochelle was in that program for one year, and I was I was taken by her special artistic ability. She was into that, and she had a very certain way of seeing the world. So talk about your Nelson Mac life and how you were, you know, moving toward, why you chose the business program of JA despite you being such an artistic person. That was the way I remember you. But you were in JA, and I loved having you in JA, and I loved it because the world needs artistic people like you in business and everywhere. Just talk about that a bit. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Nelson's kind of interesting because it's so small that uh, even with JA, you know, we didn't have a huge group of people that you might see at like another school, like at Glenlawn. Um, but even the group that we had was like a majority of the people that I was already talking to and was friends with. So I joined JA because it seemed very interesting. You're like starting your own business for, you know, a couple of months and then you immediately are, you know, kind of doing away with it. So I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Um, Sealer how to build it yeah. and to bankrupt it. It's exactly. A, it, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really interesting. Like, uh, you know, we'd get into the shop's room and we'd just kind of brainstorm different ideas and different product ideas and the branding. And, like, it was, it was very cool to see it go from nothing to... Like I, I forget what you had said. It was the most profitable? That was... You made, uh, your company was called Sip and Timber. Yeah. And it was the most profitable company in the history of yep. JA. You guys raised ten thousand dollars. When you yep. said over yep. two months, it was about over two months. That ten was... grand, and they get to pocket that when you join JA. So, yep. what would you guys take home? Five hundred dollars each, or something? I think if it was three hundred to five hundred. I yes. can't remember. And the you gave money number. to charity. Yeah, like that's part of the gig, right? You gave a couple of grand to charity, and that's part of the important part of for me having students do JA, make a great product exercise your creativity your problem-solving skills give a little bit back to the community and uh, build your confidence moving forward how was the JA experience for you for confidence wise because you did it in grade 11 chose not to do it in grade 12 like, I, you, like you had tried it and moved on right yeah I think like it gave me a lot of good um, like one customer service or like just public interactions and like talking to people um like it helped me build those skills but also like would you have said you were shy then oh yeah yeah that's oh what yeah. I yeah, yeah um <laughs> yeah huge introvert but like it also let me uh kind of uh stand up for myself or like helped me learn to advocate for my ideas a little bit more instead of you know just kind of throwing it out there and then as soon as someone else has another idea just being like oh yeah yeah we'll do we'll do your thing like it helped to kind of helped me learn how to advocate more for my ideas or how to kind of uh, 
pushback sometimes on on what I thought was the best and on like, dumb ideas. I don't want to say dumb. Hey, no, <laughs> everyone's ideas are great. I know, but in JA we always like that, right? We like the dumb ideas in JA because they oh, often yeah. they often sometimes turn into the the golden idea, or mm-hmm. sometimes they turn into a sliver of it turns into something we're going to use, yeah. and that's what the beauty of JA is. So when you chose not to do it, it's like you've been there, done it. I want to try something else. And you were in the art classes, right? What connected you to all the artistic stuff in that building? Oh God, I just I loved. Well, I still do. That's loved past tense. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just love art and creation. I guess. And like, I I do wish I was in more art classes at uh, Nelson because I, I I think I also didn't have any art classes in grade twelve as well. Same with JA. Like, I didn't do JA in grade twelve. Um, so but, did you become a recluse? Well, like, what, yeah. What, did, what happened to you? Uh, I think I just was re- I was really focused on graduating and like finishing up the the courses that I had on my plate. Um, like, uh, there was a, throughout the summer of grade, going into grade 12, I had to, I was doing like uh, uh, the math course, like self, self-teaching self myself the math course. And like, there's all this stuff going on where I was like, okay, I just have to, you know, get through the last year and, and go on to university and like just power through it. Um, so there's a lot of classes that I wasn't in. And I love that because you're in a family that's a pretty high-achieving family, fair to oh, say? Yeah. Oh, Cause yeah. Because I, I remember I helped uh, sister, Jessica? Yes. Get one of those big scholarships. Yes. That was the $100,000 Schulich? Uh, yes, yeah, Something yeah. Something like that. Anyway, she went to Memorial Schulich University. Scholar. Really, yeah. really smart kid. And uh, so you're in a family that's achieving well. How does that influence you? Well, I think like... You feel the pressure of, I better... Like you're saying to me, I'm artistic... But I'm yeah. working on these, I'm slugging out these math courses yeah. and I've got to do them because is there the pressure at home of people doing those kinds of activities that you think, I better look into them? Yeah, I think like I'm I'm pretty lucky where my family's always been very like, uh, ex, like very, you know, do what you, do what is going to suit you best. Um, but like the internal thing of like, oh, well, I know that everyone is saying I can, I can do whatever, but I, I think I need to, you know, do a... A more professional field instead of an artistic one. Um, Don't yeah. tell the artistic people that. Well, I just hey. I know, I know, but that's that's a that's a prevalent attitude, right? How you gonna yeah. make any money being an artist? Yeah, exactly. You gotta become an engineer, or a doctor, yeah. or a lawyer, right? You're you're thinking that all the time, and that comes from my parents. It came probably from your parents a bit too. When are you actually gonna start looking for a career? Well, I think like the the funny thing was is like. We're very, um, like, uh, or like my mom was telling me the other day, she was like, I'm, I'm very proud of you. Like, I'm very proud that you were kind of found the field that suits you best. Um, because I think for a while she saw that I was very like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to muscle through and become an accountant or a, <laughs> a, a, a businessman or a, Caitlin, you'd you know. be a great accountant. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Please. Katie, Let's go, math. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know. Isn't that the pressure in school? Like the, yeah. the system, and we talked about that yesterday a bit. Uh, the system is geared toward going off to post-secondary. Yes. Isn't it? Like yeah. the, the high school system. And the artistic stuff is fringe stuff that you yeah. take as elective. Yeah. I really believe in my heart. I really believe this. That every student should take art yeah. As, oh, yeah. as a mandatory mm-hmm. course. I believe that in my heart because I think you need to exercise that side of yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think... We're always doing the left brain stuff, right? All you know, the accounting, the the math, 
I think you need to exercise those right sides of your brain yeah, a lot. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think like um, one of the more interesting courses that I took was uh, like figure drawing classes because they teach you how to like observe the world differently or how to look at things differently and like I I really liked those classes because you're you're learning so much about how to see the things around you and it's like almost like a meditation to sit down and you know draw for three hours and just kind of forget you know what's going on around oh, you that's amazing yeah. and so you start looking at shadows differently right yeah you start yeah, yeah looking at the sunset differently yeah it's I think one like uh who was it someone oh, I forget who it was they were talking about how everything is everything is made up of lines and like but there's there's no there's everything has like a different shade to it or whatever I'm describing it very poorly but like it changed the way that I looked at things especially like when I was drawing when I'm drawing things or like there's no hard edges to anything it's all a degree well, that's of, Leonardo yeah. da Vinci right uh. <laughs> uh, what do you call it some uh, or something he had this attitude about his line if you look at a Leonardo portrait there's no line that's yeah. exact right yeah it's always kind of slightly smeared in a way yes. to show you that there's many elements to this line and it's not yeah. just a single line where some of the some of his contemporaries are making more realistic didactic kind of exact lines right yeah and that's where Leonardo was brilliant and no one no one was like him and I think will ever be like him they've, they've I think it's called the smafato or something like that I'm getting it wrong but style of 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 of, of drawing and painting and stuff yeah. like that I might have that wrong even though I'm Italian and I'm probably <laughs> humiliating myself <laughs> anyway rejoicing onward yeah. so you're in high school you feel the heat you got to go to university yes Prepare university and you're looking forward to a great year life as an accountant how does that turn out well uh <laughs> <laughs> well ooh, uh oh, yikes. yeah i did my uh so I, I had gotten a a scholarship um that i i I wasn't able to defer it. I think that was one of the issues as well. So I couldn't defer the scholarship, and uh, I had made the decision that I was going to go into agriculture because um, my my dad had done an agricultural diploma, and uh, he had said, "Well, it's more hands-on than um, than most than, than the U of M one, most like the actual degree." Yeah, like most uh, U of M courses, and yeah, the the agriculture U of M agriculture uh, degree. So I had gone into it. I did the first semester, and I think even you know it was more hands-on than probably a lot of uh, university classes. Uh, but it wasn't as hands-on as I would have liked. And I, I think also the issue was it wasn't something I was really interested in. Um, but I thought I would be interested in it. Uh, and I did a one semester, and then I left, and I I did not finish my my diploma. So you didn't finish your university. Even though you had planned, the system made you ready for it. It implored you to increase your math skills. You abandoned JA and some of the <laughs> art classes to make sure you were in shape to do it. But then you figure it out. It's not quite fitting you. Yes. And, yeah. And, that, and that's 100% okay. I always say that yeah. to students. It's 100% okay. It's unfortunate we feel the pressure to do certain things because we perceive that's where our ultimate destiny should lie or, 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 or may lie. So then what do you do? That's interesting. You must be in that mode, right, where you, it didn't work out. Are you feeling like a failure? Oh, yeah. Well, because in my mind, I was like, well, I'm, I'm out of, you know, I'm out of high school. I'm going to go to university. I'm going to be 
such a people person and you know like really meet all these different people and I'm gonna you know two years and I'm gonna be done school um and then after the first semester I was like oh I cannot do this like this sucks um so I I had dropped out and I was very like well I don't know what I'm gonna do about this scholarship that I still have and like I don't know uh what I'm going to do to finish my education like I don't know what the next couple of years are going to look like um, and then I was telling you about this, but uh, uh, part of me dropping out was that I was uh, I was going into a program called Katimovic. So I was like, well, I'm no longer in university, and I'm also leaving the province to go volunteer with a bunch of people. Okay. So Katimovic, or as I I had a friend who did that in French, it was Katimovic. Is that the way they said it or something? I thought we said it the English. I know. Yeah. Pronunciation. Tell us what is that still around? Yeah, I think it still is, and it was it was made by the Liberal government a long time ago, mm -hmm. like way back when in the seventies and eighties that thing yeah. was made. Tell us what Katimovic is. Yeah, so it's like a, it used to be um, all about bringing together French Canadians and English speaking Canadians and kind of uh, you know Connect fostering yeah fostering yeah, those relationships. Right. Yes. So you'd go and you'd. Uh, You'd get a bunch of young Canadians uh, from anywhere between like 18 to 25, and uh, you'd take them. They'd all live in a, a house in a different area of the province, volunteer for a certain number of months, and then they'd rotate to a different location in Canada. I believe when it started, there were three rotations. Um, when we did it, they uh, they'd recentered the focus to be on truth and reconciliation, um, and then we only did two rotations. Uh, so we did two, or we were supposed to do two places in Canada, uh, but obviously I did it in 2020. So uh, COVID. Yes. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Stop so everything. Where Where did you go for that? I was in uh, Peterborough, Ontario. Okay. Yes. Very. Uh, I don't know if small. I guess small. Smaller city. It's a, it's uh, cottage country out there. Oh, did yes. you feel that way? And yeah. we were talking yesterday. I've gone Trent University's there, and I spent a. a a week at Trent University yeah. doing some work. It's the worst mosquito place I've ever been in. It's Winnipeg. Beautiful. <laughs> it's it's awful. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, but it's but it's mosquito central. It's frightening. You think Winnipeg's got mosquitoes? We're not even in that league. Yeah. But we get the bad rap all the time in Winnipeg because we lose great cups. Did I say yeah. that? We lose great cups and we yeah. we apparently have all these mosquitoes. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I was, and I was supposed to be in uh, Nanaimo as well. But then uh, we ended up staying in Peterborough for the entirety of it because um, they didn't want to. They didn't want to move us around yeah, to the different COVID. Yes. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So it would have been nice to go to Nanaimo, but mm -hmm. honestly, Peterborough in the summer is is beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice. Except for the mosquitoes. <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. So you're in Katimovic or Katimovic. You come back. You build some good relationships there. Do you think? Oh yeah, I think like I still keep in contact with a couple people that I was in the program with. Um, because of the pandemic, a lot of, well not a lot, but a, around half of our group ended up leaving early, um, which like is completely understandable. Some people didn't want to spend more time in Peterborough, which <laughs> makes sense. They were supposed to be in Nanaimo. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of people that I still keep in contact with that I met in the program. And it's like it's nice to kind of have those connections around uh, Canada and like still be talking to those people. So yeah. yeah. So that's a good thing to do. Like I always recommend. Mm -hmm. It's almost like gap yearish stuff. Right? Yeah. And at at the Caps event tonight, 
there'll be Canadian Gap opportunities with the Can Gap, which is a, a national organization about if you don't know what to do after high school, check us out and we'll help organize a year of yeah. thinking and growth and possibility for yourself so you can get onto the next step of your life instead of going, what should I do? What should I do? Can Gap just exposes you to different things. Pretty yeah. cool. So you've done kind of a, for me, that's a kind of a gap year. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was. Uh, what did you figure out about yourself there? I, I actually, the big one was that I'm very much an introvert or extrovert. Sorry, uh, I always thought I was an introvert, but I actually realized after. Yeah, but you played that introvert game in high school. Yeah. Right. You kept to yourself, and you were the temperamental muse of the artist. <laughs> yes. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you. Yeah. Have, you, you walk around with your art books. You guys are like that in high school. You walk around with your art books full of art. Yeah, and you're walking and no around one's with allowed it close to, to see. Your, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And you don't really share it with people until I say, show me your work. I would love to see that. Yeah. Jedi. Yeah. And then we can, uh, it, it's amazing what you do. But now, that, that's awesome. Extrovert. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it was, I mean, I guess when you're in a house full of, I think there were 10 or 11 of us, you kind of have to become an extrovert. But like, I realized, because going into it, I thought that was going to be the biggest struggle was like, God, I just want to time to myself. And there's like, you know, five people who are walking around but instead it was like uh god i really need to like oh, if you want go some of the mashed potatoes to someone, you gotta yeah. speak up right like guess, are, are you yeah. the last one to get oh there's nothing left yeah. oh 11 people yeah so that was i think the biggest thing was like oh i really actually am an extrovert and i really like need to kind of uh talk to people to feel recharged and you know more connected and stuff but i would say you're I mean, if you did a personality test, a Myers-Briggs, I think you'd find yourself in the middle of that extrovert-introvert thing. Oh, we had to do one of those. Of we course, actually did. Of course, yeah. did a Myers-Briggs? Yeah. And I, did you find yourself in the middle? Where, uh, where you like your introversion, but you exercise your extroversion where it's needed and where it's necessary. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was really interesting. I think a lot of people, like, some people were like, oh, I knew I was going to get this, and other people would be like, I don't know if that's true, but... Um, well, it, well, it usually... You may not agree with it because it doesn't meet your immediate need at that second, but there's an element of it. I always say, don't take those tests verbatim, right? But there's there's a truth in there if you read the reports carefully, and then you begin to observe yourself differently. Like you, like you started observing sunsets differently and, yeah. and shadows differently. You just start observing behavior and what you do a little differently. You observe yeah. yourself. You begin to see those nuances that, oh, there's, there is something to this report. Right? Yeah. The inner reflection. Yeah, oh. deep, deep reflection. Deep. Yeah. Deep. Anyway, so, you, you come home from Katimovic. <laughs> what do you try now? Well, uh, <laughs> after coming back, that was when I, I got a job as a recycling auditor. I think the official title, which basically meant that I was uh, waking up at four to five AM um, and getting in a U Haul <laughs> and uh, collecting people's garbage and then sorting through it and weighing it and counting it. So it's well, a dream job. Yeah, huh? a big, <laughs> big shift. Uh, yeah. I, I hope they gave you a hazmat suit and some gloves yeah. or something. We had, yeah, we we had sorta. some Yeah, we did have we we did have protective gear, but you know, okay, it was yeah, you know okay. you're wearing jeans and a you know, long sleeve T shirt and trying to keep the wasps away. And you're a so. green person. Would you say like that? Yeah. That's in keeping with your sensibility about the environment. And, yeah. And I'd you're doing so. it. Do you feel like you're doing a good thing though? As much as you're doing that. Uh, it was kind of hard. Like I, I do think you, 
you feel good because you're collecting data that is like going to help with recycling efforts. Um, but you, it, it, you are kind of a step removed from it. Like you know, you're digging through garbage. It's sometimes you feel a little bit like you're not quite. Yeah. you know connected to worthy that, but yeah <laughs> but um yeah it was really interesting to see hey what's the cool piece coolest piece of garbage you ever found oh there was one uh there was one uh person who had it it, it actually it could be kind of sad but it looked like an entire collection of um gems and rocks uh Ooh. had been thrown out which that was the other side of it was like sometimes you get um you'd be digging through stuff and you'd realize that maybe someone had passed away or someone had yeah. you know was getting rid of all their childhood uh items and there was kind of this thing where you'd be digging through it and you'd feel so like you were seeing like a little slice of someone's life how cool yeah. is that yeah well That's i cool. it was it was and it was like sometimes you had to take a minute because you'd be digging through something and you find like I, I there was this one time I saw uh, it was this young girl's like art book for I guess she was maybe like 10 years old and it was full of like and then the princess fairy comes down from the sky and the, you know and it's all this uh -huh. stuff and it was like oh you know like in in 20 years you might really wish that you hadn't thrown that out and it was like kind of getting this little inner look at this you know this child that's you know oh, neat yeah and and you wonder sometime too I bet did it ever occur to you what did this accidentally get thrown out? Oh yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. get like, uh, I can't remember anything off the top of my head. Oh, actually, I can. Uh, there's a photo album, and it was like, did someone, someone just going through a messy divorce, or did they mean to, you know, yes, toss yes, this yes, out, yes, or yes. Is a, a, it's cool. Like, yeah, what, what you learn through somebody's garbage is amazing, right? Eh? Could oh, be a whole yeah. new career. Let's set up something. Yeah. <laughs> the garbage oh, no. pickers. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll be the CEO. I'll yeah. get you some love, Sidler. It'll be good. <laughs> I, know. I, I think I was doing like a, a couple little comics about it afterwards because it was just like I didn't want to – I wanted to kind of have it on paper somewhere so that if I forget cool. one day, I'll yes. at least have it somewhere. Yeah, you know? for your memoir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now, though, you finally go. You figure out, I'm going to go. I've tried university. I've traveled the country. I'm – I'm I'm knee deep in garbage. Yeah. I finally decide to go to Red River College. Was, yes. When, when you think about it now, is that where were you ready for it out of high school, or was this a necessary journey to get to Red River? Uh, I think so. I mean, I I think that um, whoa, I think that if I had gone to Red River right out of high school, uh, like I I learned a lot of like. Um, self-discipline maybe that's the right word or like yeah. just time management like there's a lot of things that I learned through like working and uh, like having a job that changed the way that I well just living on your own too, right Did the whole living yeah. on your own give you a whole different view of yeah. how to manage myself oh yeah for sure like I think you when you are in charge of most things or like when you're in a house full of people where you kind of have to be like Okay, no one else is gonna do this. Uh, okay, so like, how long was the piece of garment you wore without washing it? How what's oh the God. longest? I, I don't know. I want to say maybe a week. I, I I was doing laundry before I moved out. Like I was, I had it down pretty good. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely I can see how some people that would be their some first time. Some of your guys were stinky. Just say it. <laughs> 
You smelled. They smell, no, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You haven't washed since you came on the oh trip. God, You've been yeah. here two months, man. Do the laundry. Well, our laundry <laughs> machine broke at one point, and it was that was a day of, how long is this going to be broken for? How hey, long? I went to Italy yeah. to go to school, and I'll never forget this, in the 90s. And I had a flat, but she didn't have a washing machine. I literally had to go out in the back of this creek in her backyard yep. with a washing board and clean my clothes. And they yep. watched me because I was a young guy from Canada. And they were so proud. The women at the top were watching me because this is kind of what they did in their lives sometimes, right? The older ladies. And I was with a washboard cleaning my clothes. How about that? Huh. Gotta. <laughs> you gotta survive and you don't want to be stinky. Yeah. Anyway. So tell us about the, our Red River College program that you kind yeah. of moved into and found your space in. So I went into the digital media design program. Uh, so it's a two-year diploma. Um, the like going into it, you have to like put together a portfolio. You have to submit it. Uh, I think the year that I submitted mine, I was was one of the largest uh, group of applicants that they had. Like I think it's kind of getting more and more popular as the years go by. Um, but yeah, I did um, did my uh, portfolio application, got accepted. Um, it's been very interesting because you're learning such a wide um, range of skills. So in my first year, I was in um, uh, coding, like CSS, uh, HTML coding classes. I had uh, like drawing classes, uh, graphic design, 3D modeling, uh, just like a bunch of different stuff under this one umbrella. And then for your second year, you then go on to decide what you're gonna like, really focus in on. So there's like a, a web development class, there's a video and motion graphics, which is what I went into. Um, you can focus on 3D design and like game development uh which is Are you really doing animation and stuff there too oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's a big part of it then right yeah Would this be one of red river's animation courses without calling it that yes yeah it's it's mostly uh animation and videography there's i'd say more animation than video work um but it's it's really interesting like i i wanted to do animation for years and it's been really interesting like having access to all of the different like technology and all the different programs and stuff so it's oh, been very cool so are you in the right place yeah i'd say so i like i am very much looking forward to graduating and seeing what okay. else is out there and that's there. this year you're in second year you're graduating yeah. in june yes yeah right uh and i think the the one thing about uh, red river that's really nice is they do job placements uh so if you're in the program they'll uh depending on the amount of job placements they have available, you can get a job right out of uh, the school and, you know, some of the work placements will keep you on after you graduate. Are there lots of Winnipeg companies looking for your skill set? Uh, or, or, or do they get into that with you? Yeah, they, they've spoken about it with us uh, on and off. Like, I think when we do the job placements, it'll be a little bit more... Uh, in depth but what i've realized since going there is that like winnipeg is a very creatively rich city i guess is maybe the best way i could put it like there's a lot of creative opportunities in winnipeg that i think people don't realize because they associate that with like vancouver or toronto like winnipeg has a lot of 
uh, creative opportunities. Bless you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Winnipeg has a lot of creative opportunities. It's just not as, I think, uh, as visible as in a lot of like larger cities. Um, and it's maybe not as like, uh, I want to say, uh, publicly rewardable. Or like, what what am I thinking of? Like, well, they're fame, not as, they're not as yeah. ostentatiously displayed. Yes, on job profiles, and yeah, you don't see them on job profiles. Are are a lot of the jobs kind of networked in that hidden job market, I, or do you see a lot of them? Like when I look at these and I look at animator. You see one or two, but there's mm. got, I bet you they're looking for 50 animators in this town. Yeah, I think like, so we, we recently had a conference, uh, was it Innovation Conference? It was on campus and like a bunch of people came in to speak and stuff. And uh, I went to one of the panels and it was very much like, a, oh, if you talk to the speaker after the panel, they're going to be like, oh yeah, like check out this place, check out this place. And it's like, it's all these websites and these creative fields that maybe you wouldn't think to even reach out to um, if you didn't know they were there, you know? Um, but if you reach out to them, they can be like, oh yeah, if you come on, like, we'll give you experience if you come on set and work on this project with us and, you know. Well, there's so much, even for CAPS tonight, the, have you heard of the Pixel Pals mm. from New Media Manitoba? New Media Manitoba, I have, yeah. And so this is a, a, a collection of volunteers who gather, they're called mm. the Pixel Pals, and they're, they all have specific skill sets. Some are writers, some are graphic designers, yeah. some are animators, like, and they, they work together. They're gonna be at CAPS tonight on mass, yeah. like five of them, and they're setting up their dog and pony show. And I, as I say, three months ago, I had no idea they existed. Yeah. But they do, and they're, they're flourishing, their membership is growing, and yeah. it's people like you who are gonna get into that space and network and know, oh, you're in Pixel Pals. Yeah. Boom. And then uh, they will connect you to another group and then another group yeah. and then another group. And it's, uh, yeah. And that's, they're under the umbrella of New Media Manitoba, which is a, yeah. a pretty big organization in this town. Yeah. With, a, with many tentacles out there, big reach. Yeah. It's, it's pretty like, um, it's, I think for some people it really sucks how much networking is a part of, like, just if you're very introverted, uh, like it, it can kind of suck. But I think like Winnipeg has so well, many now opportunities. Now that you've discovered you're extroverted, yeah. this is up your alley. <laughs> no problem. No, <laughs> uh, I think like uh, like there are so many opportunities that even if you are on the more introverted side, I think there's like there's a career path out there for you that'll you know yes, yes. suit you well. Yes. So this is good. I, you, you're in the right path. You're looking forward to doing this work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, which people along the way have have tapped you on the shoulder and and given you a little extra push or a little extra insight or that you've really valued? Do you remember? Um. And it, it can be your mom or dad too. Even well, your dad told you to be an Aggie. Oh no! He, I think uh, <laughs> like that's like blue bloods. I want you to be an Aggie person like me. <laughs> I want you to be a cop. Yeah. Everyone around the table has got to be a cop. Yeah. I think um like definitely my parents. Partially because they let me make the make the mistakes of you know yes, yes. going into these fields. Like I think um, I know your parents are good, very good. Yeah, people, very like good going outside of or like going into this program now where it's like, oh, this is oh, of course this was the right fit. Like, why I don't know why I didn't start out doing this. Yeah, but there's um, a reason for that. That's a great comment. Yeah, there's a reason. You've got to take the journey and be in that exploration yeah. mode 
before you find your best self. It's hard for you to look at yourself and say, that's why even when we do, even when I do, um, you remember the Connect the Dots program? Was that around when I was doing it with you? Like the oh, yeah, canvas, the career canvas and those kinds oh, of things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we're starting in high school to start trying to figure, figuring out how to describe yourself and what is your narrative so far. And high mm -hmm. school is a limited narrative. Yes. But we're starting the process. And then once you get out there and start, like if you, if you did a career canvas now, it'd be fun to do. It'd be cool. Yeah. How different would that be from your high school one? Not Ooh. completely different. The art would be there, some of your other sensibility, but you'd see this yeah. other side of you, this extroversion that you're talking about beginning to emerge because it was called upon. Yes. And it's in you to be. Yeah. Well, you know? Hopefully. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, I, I can see it. Um, yeah, because I, I think like um, if I, so like as much as I regret, you know, spending money to be in university, I think if like, if I hadn't gone into university, I don't think I would have the, uh, the skills that I have now to, to, like, go through college. Hey, you might be measuring completely. canola somewhere yeah. in a in a in a field. Who knows? Yeah. Person, <laughs> Who knows where? Which I is need. all good. Yeah. Don't, mis don't, don't misunderstand me. Yeah, One well, in eight jobs in Manitoba is an Aggie job. Yeah. Well, it is. It's the most popular job in Manitoba. For hmm. for so many people, the like that um, that funnel of like high school to university to career like for so many people that's the right that's the path that they need to go on uh but you know it's for for so many other people it's it's not but like you we all feel like we kind of have to uh do the university funnel because that's yes. the you know the most it's the obvious popular. one in school right yeah and the one that has the most prestige in school to mm -hmm. pursue right and so yeah the, and so the other folks who don't do it Sometimes just do it because their buddies are doing it. Or I better do this if I want to feel worthy and connect to my groups. And yeah. it, it's an odd way we, our school system works that way. I think we're trying to move away from that. And we're slowly dropping seeds to do that. But we still have a long way to go. So uh, you're sitting in front of a grade 11 class right now with all of your knowledge, with what you've learned, the decisions you've made. What would you tell them as some good advice moving forward? If you don't. If you're not 100% sure about going into university and are probably like less than 50% sure that you want to go into university, uh, you don't have to go into university. Don't feel like you have to go into university or even or even college if you're not sure. Like it's 100% okay to take a year or two years or more uh, to like figure out what you want to do and uh, you know save up. And you know, get a get a job somewhere. And, you know, like that's one hundred percent okay. Don't don't force yourself to but go into higher education. But keep yourself doing things. Yes. yes. Yeah. Don't like obviously don't you know. Don't wallow in the basement yeah. playing playing video games, Caitlin. <laughs> that's more Caitlin. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 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 Stream it. Yeah. I don't know. Just do or, some of it. Or what are you doing? Macrame in the basement all the time? What is that? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's like, what's macrame? It's, uh, macrame is like it's knitting. Yeah, kind of. Oh, no. Caitlin yeah. knitting. That's my mom. No. It's that's like your mom. See? People do uh, things like me. that. There yeah. you go. You know, like. Hey, that's good advice. Take the take time. Figure out what you want to do. Because also, high school mm -hmm. is such a controlled environment a lot of the time, I yeah. think. You and you're not old. Like you're, you're still uh, a young person. You graduated oh in 2019. You're still a young person. It's not like I feel ancient. Well, <laughs> well, I know you do, especially when you see those young people on K 
cam on campus walking around, right? But Red River is a place where the average age is like 27. Yeah. It's, it's not like mm -hmm. you're seeing universities where you see all those young punks running around. Well, and I think some of the nicest people who work the who like work the hardest and also like are putting out really good work are the older people in that are in my classes yes. that are they've like had established careers or they've worked in like other hey, careers they've seen fire and rain yeah they've seen sunny days that they and thought like, would never come and they've decided like you know what this isn't for me i want to i want to go back to school and yes you know yes do and, that, and that's what red river becomes a lot of the time mm -hmm. weirdly your fallback position that turns into your golden ticket yeah weirdly yeah. right but it, it is true university is not always a ticket and um, i think we're moving away from that but it's still going to take time because the yeah. whole system is still these 30 credits are still geared toward Mm. You know, a, a guidance counselor asking you, do you have the three sciences? Yeah. Keep yeah. all your doors open. I do not. Okay. I do not. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Hey, we do something called quick cues here. <laughs> and we're going to put you on the spot. And Caitlin is going to administer the quick cues to you. Okay. Yes, yeah, so the quick cues are just a bunch of uh, this or that questions. Just answer. They're supposed to be quick answers. So short and sweet. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Orange juice or apple juice? Apple. A favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Night or day person? Uh, night. Paint or pencil art? Uh, pencil. Shows or movies? Mm, movies. Shopping in-store or online? Uh, in-store. Cash or card? Card. Going out or staying in? Out. And last question, what is your favorite podcast? Oh. Uh, obviously, Adventures in Careerland <laughs> with Adriana Magnifico. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, well, that makes you eligible to actually have your podcast uploaded <laughs> to the internet. Yeah. Thank you very much. Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. I don't know why my, my heart rate went up. I <laughs> felt like I was, yeah. I know he was thinking, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, God. That's I don't what know what to say. Of course, as, yeah. as, as our eyes... Yeah, bore into her. Right? Over really to the sign. Staring at the giant sign beside you. Yeah. Well done. Hey, you know what, Rochelle? That was a lot of fun. What a good story. I think you have an inspirational story. It's the right story for people to hear about people thinking that I'm not quite sure what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if me kind of failing, I don't want, maybe like failing no, is a failing. hard word, but like, you know. No, it, it, if you, if you discovering that this is yeah. not the right path right now, I'm going to choose something else. But your attitude all the time is, it's not about failing. Failing is when you fail and yeah. just go away and then you go into a corner. Just trying things out. Yeah, you're trying yeah. things out. You mm -hmm. did it, you tried it, you moved on. Yeah. When you move on, that's just, that's just growth to me. Yeah. That's not about failure. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Right on. Yeah. And something will down the road, as long as you're on the path of that exploration, yeah. of discovering and seeking, right? I say this to my two minions, there's nothing that will keep you away from, from finding your path, but you keeping hard on that path and looking mm -hmm. around, because that's what's going to connect you to things that stick to you, things that gravitate to you, people you're going to meet, and you know what? Your life will move in the right direction. Anyway, the I'm producers are looking at me, telling me to shut up. It's <laughs> time. So that's it. Thank you, Michelle. That was so much fun. I hope you had fun. Yeah. It was really good. And thank you, Caitlin and Caden. And thank you to our producer, Geneva, who's in the producer booth. Look at her. And she's, she just looked over in the window. You can't see her. You can't hear her. 
but she's waving, she's happy, and we're happy to have her. What a great production today of Adventures in Karoo Land. We will see you next time. <laughs>